Hey everyone, today's episode is brought to you by Munchy Mug. Munchy Mug is the only spill-proof snack cup made with a stretchy fabric lid. You can shake it, throw it, drop it, and it won't spill. Munchy Mug, making life a little less messy. Hey everybody, welcome to Don't Make Me Come Back There. We are a funny podcast about family. My name is Dustin Nickerson. I am a stand-up comedian and the host of the A4 Mention podcast. Mm-hmm. I am here in the Lestat's green room alongside stand-up comedian and producer of this podcast, Stephen English. Hey, that's it. That's all I got time for. It's right honest. <laughs> this is a really busy guy. I'm doing three <laughs> other things right now. Listen, yeah, Steve right now has his laptop out and yeah. his phone and his BlackBerry. Buy sell. The man brought a typewriter. <laughs> Where do you even? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> while he plays harmonica. Yeah. It's uh, really and really rides a horse. <laughs> is that the one sound effect you had? Yeah, that's it. Uh, Steven um, is from the circus. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, thanks for tuning in to our our little podcast here, yeah. guys. We uh, we are so grateful for you as listeners. Thank you. Oh man, we appreciate you guys so much. Today we have a fun episode. I know I say that every week, and I usually mean it. Yeah, there are a couple episodes. I'm not going to say names. Um, <laughs> But you know who you are. Yeah. You know who you are. Yeah. And um, John Christ. <laughs> all, th- all three of those ones. Uh, but today we have a one, Billy Wayne Davis. Billy, Billy Wayne. is a stand-up comedian. Yep. He is a father and he, he has a child and he has a, just had his, they just two days ago from when we're recording this had another little baby hey and he's a real road dog and he has a lot of fun comedy stories and so we talk about uh being a dad we talk a lot about road comedy stuff we talk about some faith and religion stuff we talk about growing up in the south we get into it yeah we get into it uh to follow billy uh and check out his clips and stuff he's been on conan he's actively touring uh he toured with uh, Sturgill Simpson, who's one of my favorite country artists. He opened for him for a while. Uh, you can follow him at Billy Wayne Davis. Uh, that's it, Billy Wayne Davis. No eyes in that. It's Billy, the boy Billy. <laughs> B-I-L-L-Y-W-A-N-E Davis. I don't, guys, I didn't need to spell that one for you. Billy Wayne Davis. I don't know, man. That's his, uh, he did it. He got it on the Twitter and the Insta. And uh, I'm sure he's got a bunch of content out there. So check him out and uh, you check this episode out. How are you doing? Everything all right with you, buddy? Yeah, man. It's going good. Cool. Glad to hear it. Um, anyways, <laughs> back to me. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Things, uh, how's, your, uh, how's your pregnant wife doing? Uh, pregnant. Yeah? Pregnant. She cried. She cried. Uh, she came into the room because she cried about, she cried twice during Top Chef episode. <laughs> And she came out in like legit full blown tears. <laughs> and I couldn't even understand. She's like, because the guy lady said my dad died and then the other lady died. And I was like, okay, man, like it's and it's like the like the show I care about the least too. So I had like even I had like no reaction. I didn't know she that was, this show was so emotional because I did Megan Batoon's podcast. Yeah. Uh just a tip. And uh she told me that she cries watching that too. And maybe she's maybe maybe that's a pregnancy test. Maybe she yeah. is pregnant. Oh, she doesn't no. know. Megan, <laughs> if you hear these words, I have no judgment. I'm not putting any judgment. I'm just saying, if you're crying during Top Chef, that is a hundred percent. You need to. That's pretty much. Yeah, yeah, get that ultrasound. When you go to the doctor, that's the first test. They that put baby on a clip. is four months old. That baby, <laughs> you look great. Yeah, good job. Is it? Uh, so it's just. Um, I don't. We. I don't, hey, they I've always never watched any like, of the cooking shows. Well, because they always. I mean, I mean, I hate them because they are always like, okay, when you watch a talent show, 
I can hear the person singing or I can hear the com. You know, you can hear like the things where people are, I can see them dancing and I have yeah. my opinion on how good of a dress they made. Right. On the cooking show, I don't know how the food tastes. Yeah. So they make this food and it looks fine. And then someone says and too much acidity listen, and they're yeah. like, yeah, I guess so. But it's like, I don't, I, I'm they're li- I think they're lying half the time. I don't know. I, I don't trust it. Well, it's like all those things that it's, I'm sure it's planned in advance who wins and yeah. you know, they're all just playing up the storyline. Yeah. Three, like, two, hands off. Yeah. And I was like, you're oh, like, wow. what? You have kids and they're all healthy. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Could you lose a finger Could, like right. in the episode? Could right. you? I'm always watching those things and I'm always like, you know what's most unrealistic about this is how filthy the kitchen is. Like they're like, it's like a tidy, beautiful kitchen sure, sure. and then it just gets like cleaned up and I was like, who's cleaning right. this up? It's just right. a stinking mess. And the whole time I'm like, these guys need some munchie mugs is what they need. These guys. <laughs> oh my God. You never now, see it coming now, anymore. Now you're just, now you're just. That wasn't even a reach. That was right there. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. Let me tell you guys about munchie mug. One of our sponsors, one of our OG sponsors, probably yeah. the OG sponsor that yeah. we had. Munchy Mug is the best spell-proof market. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I'm good at sneaking the the ad in there. I'm not, not good, good at the hitting ads. the details. Yeah. The best spill-proof cup on the market. It is. It is fantastic. You can check out all the different styles that they have, lots mm-hmm. of different colors at munchymug.com. That is M-U-N-C-H-I-E-M-U-G, Munchy Mug. Dot com. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna make your life a little less messy. You your go. kids gonna like it because mm-hmm. as long as you put food in there, that they like it. That's true. Actually, yeah. maybe it makes bad food good. You throw <laughs> some broccoli in there. The kids like you know what? As long as it doesn't it's so spill, fun. it's so fun. To I take love out. it, yeah. and it's so easy to clean. We just put it on the top rack of that dishwasher. This thing is right. beautiful. And uh, free shipping on those. And if you guys go to munchymug.com and put in your order with our promo code, don't make me. Then you're gonna get 25% off your entire order, which means if you order 25 of those things, you'll get 25% off if you order one. You know, there's Valentine's Day's coming up. There's uh, you know, get one for her. Uh, there's probably some baby showers coming up. Make yeah. sure you guys go get yourself a munchie mug. St. Crispin's Day is coming up. St. Crispin's Day. I I got back um from Athens, Texas today, Uh-oh. which is I went there yesterday, and yesterday is the day that I learned that that is an actual American city. Yeah. Sometimes I really doubt it. Right. You ever have Google like take you like the Google Maps will take you like the quickest way. Right. And like sometimes you're in some neighborhood, you're like, uh-oh. <laughs> like, I don't, I'm I don't not know trying this, to be here. I don't know if this is worth it. You're like, I'm not going to stop at this stop sign. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm going to roll. I'm rolling, right yeah. Sometimes when I'm staying in a hotel too and I go, I'm like, I'll like be looking around. I was like, dude, this neighborhood's sketchy. And then I'll look at it and I'm like, Okay, I have 1.2 miles for this to get a lot better. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You need to turn all of this around. Everything yeah. needs to get a lot better. You're just so. hoping, crossing your fingers for a Starbucks. Just yep. that first Starbucks, like, oh, there we go. Uh, I don't, you know, usually, as you know, I work the road a lot, like Thursday through Sunday. Yeah. And this is this is a genuine ad pitch right now, and that when I'm gone on Mondays and Tuesdays, like I was today, I miss the San Diego Croc Center. Yeah. Because Mondays, I usually get in there and swim. Do some yoga. They got like a new virtual spin class, you know, half an hour. Just get okay. in, get that heart rate up. Yeah, uh, It's better than the treadmill. They got the treadmills. They're nice ones. I just can't do it. Yeah. I did it the other day. I was like, I'm going to see if I can run like an eight minute mile. And right. I did eight minutes, but I did not make a mile. <laughs> yeah. I did. Because <laughs> I, I, I just, used, you, you know, you can't judge your old thing. Because in, right. in, in my freshman year, right, which was the peak of my running, right. I ran a 535 mile. Whoa. Uh, yeah, no, I, 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 you know, I, I had the mile time. Yeah. Um, 
And I think a lot of it was, I was just like, I hate running so much and I have to. I was like, well, the faster I run. It's over. The quicker. That's the reward of being <laughs> a good true. runner is you get to be done. Right. Uh, but I, I missed the San Diego Croc Center. If you guys are in the uh, central San Diego area, make sure you check them out at SD, as in San Diego, Croc with a K, crockcenter.org. Uh, really good uh, rates for membership. Uh, really good amenities for you as a family. They have the play care option where they'll watch your kiddo for a couple hours while you go work out. Uh, they've got the pools. They've got the ice arena. Uh, they've got tons of great programs as far as ballet and uh, soccer and swim lessons, all kinds of fun stuff. So make sure you guys check out sd.crockcenter.org. And don't get all sad and depressed missing days like I do. Yeah. I miss it, man. Man, imagine how sad and depressed you'd be if you missed the day and you watched Top Chef. Oh my gosh, I would have. If Athens was a big enough city to have a building to jump off of, I would have. <laughs> I'd have jumped off a trailer. They don't have trailers. It's not. It's a fine thing. I like when they name cities after other cooler cities. So when I got the uh, rental car, yeah. I go, the guy's like, first off, they tried to, this is very Texas. Like, they're like, hey, uh, can we get you an upgrade? And I was like, I'm okay. He's like, really? I got a nice F-150 for you. I was like, that's not real. <laughs> for going to the and they're going like, to the hotel. You're not, I've yeah. never, I don't, rental cars companies don't have F-150s, but they do yeah. in Texas. They'll that's get hilarious. you in a nice little F-150. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And uh, <laughs> and they go, where are you going? I said, Athens. He goes, Georgia? And I go, no. And <laughs> And then he goes, Italy? And I go, that's not where the other one is either. <laughs> Try again. And I said, Texas. He's like, we ain't got no Athens. I was like, you get in Athens. Yeah. That's not a good sign, though. We're the guy who hears about all the cities all, every all single day city. long. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had a good time at that little show. So, uh, <laughs> But yeah, they name it after that. And actually, I read the history of it, and it said like, it was named, somebody named it Athens, Texas, because they had come from Athens, Georgia. And I was like, that's it? That's wow. That's the whole story? He's like, what should we name the city? Well, we well I was just in an Athens. I only know three cities. Yeah. Well, I can either <laughs> name it Athens or Smith, which is my last name. <laughs> and I ain't a city. Yeah. Was that an offensive accent? I don't know. Uh, you know, they all are. Guys, enjoy this episode with Billy Wayne Davis. <laughs> Thanks so much for being listeners. Uh, please uh, send us emails about what you like and don't like. And well, I mean, if you guys you don't like, send us emails at don't make me come back there at gmail.com. We like to read those on the air here. And we also like to uh, um, uh, read the different reviews that you guys give us. So. Thanks so much, guys. We yeah. really appreciate you being listeners. Enjoy this one with Billy Wayne Davis. Thanks a lot. When anyone loses their sense of humor about anything, you lose your point and your ability to communicate it. Because you think about it, like even religion, like a fanatical religious person, they're not getting their point across. No. Do you know what I mean? They're, that's... That's where the expression preaching to the choir comes from. Yeah. You have a group of people that have already decided in advance they agree with you. Yeah. Then you're, it's just, then it turns into a pep rally is what it is. Yeah. Which I've never been. I mean, I did those in high school. Yeah. <laughs> you, you didn't like them then. Well, it's easy. It's, <laughs> hey, who doesn't want to go to class? <laughs> yeah. It's pretty easy. <laughs> and church is who doesn't want to go to hell? Yeah. Who wasn't going to heaven? Yeah. <laughs> Well, they're different. That's what there are different types of church. Mm -hmm. Like, well, because context, you grew up Nashville or in where in Tennessee? Crossville, Tennessee. Where's that? It's between Knoxville and Nashville. Okay. So, is that like a suburb of Nashville or no? It's like a, it's like hour and a half east 
of Nashville and 45 minutes west of Knoxville. Okay. But what, I wouldn't say it's a suburb of anything. It's on a little plateau. What kind of community is it? I mean, it's in East Tennessee. So. Okay. I don't know enough about uh, Tennessee. <laughs> what do you mean? Like what? T- there's mostly agriculture. It's a yeah, big what people, county. Yeah. What do people do there? Mostly. There's two large retirement communities. Okay. Like Tansy and Fairfield Glade. So there's a lot of people that come there and retire. Mm-hmm. It's really pretty. There's a bunch of golf courses. Uh, so there's money there. No, old, just old people. Yeah, it's not like an expensive place to retire. Okay, <laughs> so it's like I think it's a lot of people that probably it's, it's a discount Florida for sure. Is probably it's like a lot of people that instead of they weren't professionals in their life, and you know, and went down to Miami or Boca or somewhere and retired. Right, they worked for GM in okay. a factory yeah. when it was like a you know a yeah. thing you could do. In, it's like you it's like a best western yes it's not you didn't yes yes you're technically you're in a hotel it is not no and it's yeah you're not gonna be like this is we can do better than this it's like this is pretty nice (laughs) you know it's like a hampton inn how about that like if somebody on the road puts you in a hampton inn you're like this is fine this is good i'm not gonna complain this is yeah this is we could do better but we don't have to i'm not gonna take a picture no but I'm not going to complain. It's got all the stuff I need. <laughs> yes, I like a Hampton. I mean, I'm not, I shouldn't say that too loud, but like I prefer a double tree if I'd we're like, going to go Hilton. Yeah, I'm a Marriott guy myself. I mean, if we can. Oof. Are you? It's rough. Yeah. <laughs> but well, they did just combine with SPG. I that's saw. actually why I have, this is what comedians know. Yes. <laughs> I, I, what I like about Marriott is they have all the different levels. You can, there's a, there's always an $89 Marriott and then like a $400 Marriott. When I like that about Hilton. Yeah, same Hilton idea. Hilton has the same. It has um, Hampton Inn and Suites. I went because I was doing a lot of do-it-yourself runs for the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was kind of out of spite and then a little out of necessity. You know what I mean? <laughs> Where you're like, I don't want to do some of these clubs anymore. Yeah. And then some of them are like, these guys. Yeah. <laughs> I can show them. Then you can tour like this yes. and make money. And then you do it and you can see the fear in their eyes. They're like, what? <laughs> like, it's not hard, you guys. No. So start treating us better. But I learned, I got early on with their point system. Uh, is it Choice Hotels, which is like Roadway Inn? Oh, I don't know those. Um, Quality Inn, because I guess they were trying to make it popular. That if you stayed two nights, you get a free night. Wow. Which that, is crazy. That is significant. That's a huge discount. There's no other chain doing that. Oh, they didn't do it for maybe a year and a half. Because, yeah. you know, we caught on pretty, I'm sure. We are quick. hemorrhaging cash, yeah. Yeah, because, well, I mean, there are hotels. The nicest one is uh, Comfort Inn in their group. Okay. Which is lower end. That's their Cadillac. That is their, like, where you're like, who pays, <laughs> who pays 130 for a comfort in i was like well i guess you're in the choice things you're like we're living tonight <laughs> but like roadway is like a great one because it's like it's not gross it's not nice yeah but it's not gross it's like motels like it's like a new motel six yeah motel sixes i feel the same idea they're not that gross they're fine they're just not nice but i've stayed in some McConnell lodges and that's in the choice group that's <laughs> no i won't go there but roadway you could like a nice $60 room. There you go. Which is, if it's just now, if when Aaron travels with me, there's no way in hell I would ever do that. No. <laughs> if it's just me, it's like, no, I'm going to be sleeping. 
farting and then getting up and leaving. Yeah, point, so. no issue here. So the community you grew up was had some retired folks in there, but it's it's the South because so it's I mean it's gonna be a heavy religious community. Yes, everyone goes to well, church. And, yeah, and even the Northerners, you know, the retirees, mm-hmm. they go to church too. They, yeah. you know what I mean. So there's it's mostly golf courses and churches. Yeah, and gun shops farms. and strip clubs and. No strip clubs. No strip clubs. There was uh, no drinking. There was no liquor by the drink. We, you couldn't buy liquor at a bar until I think my junior or senior year in high school. Really? So it was a pretty conservative town. <laughs> oh yeah, there was no. You couldn't buy beer till noon on yeah. Sunday. <laughs> That's all real. <laughs> those are so arbitrary. Those rules. Well, my dad pointed out because he's like my dad's dope. Uh, he yeah. was like, oh well, yeah. There was a bootlegger, and the bootlegger was Baptist. Yeah. It was the people making the laws. That you couldn't buy the thing. We're also they're saying it's because of religion, but they were also making money selling yeah. food like liquor. <laughs> it's like my grandpa was a um, my grandpa ran like um, underground like uh, poker tables. Okay, and yeah. so my my dad and I mean they lived in like small town like a coastal kind of rural Oregon in a city called Coos Bay, Oregon. I've been there. Yeah, but it, sad. Yeah. <laughs> Have you done the mill? Have you done that room there? I didn't do the room. Right. I drove through there a couple of times and, and just like instantly you're just like this is rough this is a rough place the, the work is rough the weather is rough yeah. yes and it, it so it used to be a mill town yes. you know and and now ironically you know the mill doesn't do any business obviously mm-hmm. but they built a casino and named it the mill oh i have done that <laughs> see <laughs> yes i love when comedians forget gigs yeah, I have done that. I forgot it was a casino. <laughs> well, it's in the restaurant. No, I know exactly uh, <laughs> what it is. I can see it in my head right now. Because there's a lot of those type places in the Northwest. Yes. You do those rooms. Where yeah. It's like a, because there's a lot of, people don't, re- I didn't realize that if you're not from the Northwest. A lot of native land. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so you'd be like on an island. Yeah. And you're like, well, there's a, the fir- okay, the, the first feature gig I ever did in the Northwest when I moved up there. Was in. Uh, oh, you lived in the Northwest? I lived in Seattle for six years. Oh, I guess I, maybe I knew that. I think we knew. That's what yeah, we yeah, met yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was just, I was probably like, I don't know how far I was into comedy, but I was already featuring. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like working, I was working with Ralphie May and I was featuring at clubs and stuff. And, you know, when you move to a new area, the bookers and stuff were like, we'll give you a feature run to see. Yeah. And you're like, whatever. <laughs> I'll okay. do it. Sure. I mean, these actual clubs book me, but you know, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh so any power trip they can go on. And it was like they booked me in Pasco, Washington, yes. which is of the Tri-Cities. Tri-Cities, yeah. Not even the best one. No. <laughs> not even number 2. Not even It's 3 of 3. It's the Tri. <laughs> it's number Tri. <laughs> And it was a, it was the Crazy Moose was the name of the casino and literally a double wide trailer is what it was. And I loved it. As soon as I got there, I started laughing because I was like, this is, I'm doing it. This This is is, comedy. This is, this is comedy. Yeah. These are all the war stories I've ever heard. This is hilarious. Yeah. Um, Center block, (laughs) this center block, like hotel, like I don't even know. It's just like a barrack. Is yeah, what it was. Yeah. But there was blood on the ceiling. <laughs> I remember thinking that was pretty funny. <laughs> you can tell I was pretty young. I was like 26, I guess, yeah. at the time. So nothing 
Yeah, like, at this you, point, I would have been like, nope, we're going to burn this town down. You have a pregnant wife. At this point, it's not funny at yeah, all. Yeah, now, yeah, at this point, I was like, I'm going to get so drunk. This is awesome. <laughs> uh, the headliner was a juggler who did every... <laughs> Who did everything but like stand up? Right. It was like a variety act. Sure. I didn't know that little magic. I didn't know that they got booked at clubs like that. Yeah. That that high end of club. I mean, just period. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Like even the stuff I've done in the southeast. You didn't know they were still working. Yeah, they, they, there was never like a ventriloquist. Every now and then you'd get you'd do a comedy zone and there'd be a hypnotist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he was like bitter and old and it's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which, by the way, if you get to see a bitter hypnotist, go. <laughs> uh, where he's over it but still has to do the he thing. He still has to tell people to... Picture Krusty the Clown doing hypnotism. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretend you're making out with somebody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's, and you look it over him, and he's looking at his phone. Yeah, he's just like, all right, now, one, <laughs> two, three, you're a chicken. All right, one, <laughs> two, three. Yeah, just... So, this guy, uh, he's juggling. He has a Garth Brooks uh, mic, yeah, mic that, on. There's This room is a glass-walled room mm-hmm. where you can see the casino. Yeah. Uh, it maybe holds 30 people if it was packed. Mm-hmm. So, there's... Six people in there, and I learned during there's six totally different people than when I was up because I learned during my set that how they got people in that room was they told them that if they go sit in there, they get free pizza. <laughs> so people would go, they'd be gambling in this trailer and they'd go get their pizza, they'd eat it. As soon as the pizza was done, they would get up and leave. Yes. And then there were new people would come in there. And I was like, this is the funniest thing I've ever been a part of. <laughs> but I was also like, I don't understand what this guy's doing. No. I don't get it. And it, I walked to the bar, I'm doing shots. Because um, I'm like, I'm going to black out. This is yeah. what this is night's for. And I walk back in, and he's got a monkey on strings dancing. <laughs> And I just like barely laughed because I was kind of drunk at that point where I was like, I mean, I couldn't have wrote that better. <laughs> like even this movie. This you know whole what I mean? scene is yeah, so it much. Was just like, because you can picture it. You're just like, I don't know how this, I don't know what this guy's doing. You walk back, he's got dancing a monkey <laughs> on the streets. You're like, okay, is this a, this is this is a sh- joke? This is show business, baby. Gosh. You made it. And, and you were featuring for this and guy. I was not the main attraction. <laughs> The next day, though, he, because uh, we had to drive from Pasco on Sunday to past Spokane to this place called Good Nights, and it had cages. And then we got there, we got there pretty early, and we're talking. And I guess he looked on my dates online, and I just, you know, I had a bunch of clubs that I was working at and stuff. And he was like, Man, how do you get, how do you get all them club dates? How do you get in with clubs? And without even thinking, I was like, Man, you gotta write some jokes. <laughs> And I didn't mean it mean. Yeah. I just meant like... You That's don't, not what you do. You don't do stand-up. Yeah. But I could just see on his face when I said that, like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> and like, I was like, no. And he was like, I got jokes. I got the monkey and I do the thing. <laughs> and I swear to God, that's what he said. And I was like, it's like he's f-ing with me. It's like he's... It's like a Sasha Baron Cohen thing. Where it's like he knows yeah. what, what he's trying to reveal about me. Yeah. But he didn't. And I was like... But I did explain, I was like, I just don't know who's going to book you to do that. Right. And do you, I was like, do you have a following? And he was like, 
what do you mean? And I was like, I don't. <laughs> and then he was like, well, I do really well in like uh, fairs and stuff like that. And yeah. I was like, well, how much how much you get paid to do fairs? He's like, ten or $15,000. And I was like, why the f*** are you doing this? <laughs> what are they paying you? And he was like, well, I was doing this to get in clubs. I was like, this is not clubs. <laughs> this is work. This is to get money. This is not to get good at. This yeah. is not going to get you. There are no opportunities that like, come from this. Don't you ever try to get in clubs if yeah. you're making yeah. ten to fifteen grand. You made it. It's like, yeah, it was. A, that's when I learned. Like I was like, this business is not. This is confusing. There's a whole different circuit. Circuits. 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 Yeah. And sometimes they cross. Yeah. Sometimes they don't. You so, know, like the corporate people. I remember I worked with a guy. In Fort Lauderdale. And this is like, I knew about the boats. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know that... It never occurred to me that there might be comics out there that I'd never heard of. That's all they do. Yeah. They live at sea. Yeah. You know, you know, because like... <laughs> I know. I, you know it, what I'm talking about. Yep. Because when you first start, you're like... You start getting to know, like... It's a small community when you really think about it. Right, like, yeah. Like someone so lives up there, like... There was a group of comics up there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, when you showed up for the show tonight, I named six comics. I was like, hey, I was in Nashville. And you're like, yep, know all of them. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you just know who's, the, yeah, and you keep an eye on it and stuff. Because, you you know, usually if you get into this, you kind of like it and you're a nerd about it anyway. Right. So, like, they're like, I just started dating my ex-wife. And I was down in Florida. And they're like, hey, come feature for this guy. He's a local guy. And he had, like, hey, what you picture that 40-something late forties, early fifties MC with the the hacky MC with yes. the flowery shirt, yes. the Hawaiian shirt. We'll bleep it out, but do you remember his name? No. Okay. No, and I don't know if I would remember him again. Cause he was just <laughs> Yeah. I remember because he was real nice, but I was fascinated because mm-hmm. he was like I could tell he was nervous in a way that I didn't understand for a headliner at that time. Mm-hmm. For me, I was like, well, you're the closer. I don't know. Like, I'm featuring. I'm not even nervous. Right. You know, it's like a You're a headlining comedian. Yeah, it's Wednesday in Fort Lauderdale. Just go do the job. What are we, what are you, he's like, and then he was like, I haven't done a land gig in like three years. A land gig. And he called it a land gig. And I was like, (laughs) I never heard that before. So I was like. I've never heard someone say a land gig. So you do a lot of boats when you refer to your gigs. He hasn't been on land in three years. Oh no! And so I was like fascinated by that point because I did. First of all, it was something I never thought it was like a thing. I knew some guys that did them. Yeah, because they were like, yeah, I would go out on the boat for two weeks and come back with three or four grand. Yeah, they go. They that's who I know mostly to do it. Is they just go to, to me like you've got to find something. It's you know corporates or colleges or yes. you know find one of those extra things. But yeah, some guys some guys do them for the money, and other guys just live out there. Well, some people it's. Some, I think you grow into it and you're like, oh, this is like perfect for you. If you like a certain lifestyle, it's probably great. If you're happy doing it, do it forever. Yes. Yes. Like, I know some guys that are like, at first I was like, be careful. And then it was like, oh, no, this is great. Yeah. Yeah. This is, yeah. It's, you know who it is? It's the person that likes cruises. Yeah. I don't like cruises, so I wouldn't. I've never been on one. Yeah. Never appealed to me. Not one bit whatsoever. I've never been on one of those boats. (laughs) Yeah. But somebody that likes cruises and is a comedian, it's a dream come true. Yeah, you like, yeah, or you just like going, like a lot of them, 
I don't even think it's the cruise part. I think it's like they like drinking in tropical places and doing stand up, right? Which is what and staying in hotels, which is what that is. Yeah, that's all that is. So, yeah, and if you're not trying on to water, be, yeah, put out an hour every year or something. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> but so this guy gets up and eats. <laughs> For his whole set. Yeah. Like, in a way that I'd never seen anyone, especially at a club. Right. Because I've seen some people bomb, you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. But to see someone close at a club, you're like, how did he get the gig in the first place? It was, I wasn't, it was, you know, when you giggle at somebody bombing, you know, because it's funny. Yeah. It wasn't even that. It was like, what is happening? <laughs> What is Did it, like something every, go wrong? Nothing went wrong. Everything, every choice he made was poor. <laughs> it was that. Yeah, that's not fun to watch. I would love, like, if you would have, well, not tonight because it's my show, but, like, you're a friend, so I would like to watch you bomb. Exactly. But, <laughs> without a doubt. Because yes. I know you're funny and you have a career. Yes. I wouldn't you want you to it, bomb on my show because that makes me look bad. I understand exactly But what if you're I rolled in... You know, this and we're on a show together, and you were bombing for fifteen. It's my favorite set of yours I've ever watched. I saw, <laughs> I saw Rory Scoville open for Wheeler Walker Jr. last week. Yeah, and I opened for Sturgill Simpson for thirty dates. Yeah, that's a funny. couple years ago, so I, I knew that. what I knew what Rory was getting into, and that place he was opening to the Novo downtown L.A. For stand up would be a nightmare. So yeah. I was like, this is gonna be pretty <laughs> And Rory did great. Like for what it was, he handled it really great. But I there was a couple of times where I'm like, he's about to lose his mind. <laughs> How much time was he doing? He like 20, 25, okay. 30. So, yeah. And that that was the deal I had with Sturgill. I was like, contractually I could do I had to do twenty. I could do thirty mm. if we were doing good. And there was only one show where I looked down and I was like, I am doing twenty minutes. <laughs> I'm not doing 20 minutes in one second. I'm doing 20 minutes. Yes. Uh, and that was in Salt Lake City. I just I told I was like, Salt Lake City, you're cool. About 12 of you need to kill yourself. Have a good night. <laughs> I turned around the whole the whole band standing there, and I was like, uh oh. And they were like, that was awesome. And I was like, no, it was. That was and real bad. I, if I had a gun, I would be in jail right now. <laughs> did they put you on the poster? Did people know there was going to be comedy, or were you just? I mean, it. We're not famous no so it doesn't matter and then with mine it was tough because it said billy wayne davis so they thought it might be a country artist yeah, yeah. your name is yeah. dustin nickerson which is sounds like a country artist does too. it yeah. yes it does if it were dusty for sure dustin is close enough dusty man. nichols that's, like, that's rusty rusty uh, rusty those are different people uh but that's oh, what I they knew, would I know, well i'd say that because i knew they would two brothers named Dusty and Rusty growing up. <laughs> That's the most I mean, East Tennessee thing I've ever I know. They're good dudes. So. Like, I, I finally lost my mind at the end. And it actually <laughs> turned out really good. Uh, it's how I got the gig on uh, Squidbillies was uh, this idiot. We were in Atlanta. It was the last night of the tour. And I was having a great set. It was this big tabernacle. The tabernacle was this big room, but yeah. I had everybody's attention. It was great. And this dude, just drunk dude, yells out, Where's Sturgill? And I just lost my mind. It was like 30 <laughs> dates of hearing that at least once a night. I was like, I was like, do you think that, that like he's gonna come out? <laughs> like oh, he my had bad. Forgot, like he had forgot. <laughs> like he's just walking back. He's like, oh, shit, I'm supposed to do a show. I'm glad I dipped. <laughs> yelled something and i was like that's what people don't understand that squid is a documentary yeah 
and the people lost their mind and Dave Willis, who created it, was at that show. Yeah. And he was like, Dave, oh, he told Dave something. He's like, tell him that was funny. I was like, and Dave was like, do you do it on purpose? You know, he was like, I don't know. This just worked out great. I was like, I was just mad at that dude. <laughs> Lost my mind. Where's Sturgill? But that happened to Rory last week, too. Someone yelled out, where's Whaler? And he comes running out. Thank God you said something. Oh, yeah, let's go. Where's the band? <laughs> but then that's what you realize, like, you can't control your fans either. No. And you've done, I mean, to kind of come a little bit full circle to, like, the Coos Bay Mill gig. Oh, you, yeah. You've it's... done every type of gig at that point. Like, you're not you're not, not used to someone paying attention. Oh, it was, I mean, that's, I learned, I used everything I ever learned in stand-up on that music tour. Mm. Because it's like how to hold a room together. Right. How to read a room if it's falling apart or not. You mm. know what I mean? Like, how to be quiet and get their attention. How to yell at them and get yeah. their attention. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. anything. Because there's different rooms they didn't know you were doing stand up. Yeah. A lot of times. That's a bad start. That's the worst start. Uh you just go out there and yeah. start. Um just having that thick skin that just doing the road forever gives you. Mm. Where you're like like you said, like watching your friend bomb, you're like, he's gonna have a career tomorrow, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. So like I will tell you this. If they're sitting, if it's a seated big difference maker. It's going to be easy. If yeah. they're seated, and now the only problem sometimes when they're seated and it's not even a problem is people are still sitting down. Mm-hmm. If they're, if it's a standing venue, that's... That's trouble. It's just work. Yeah. And you're never true. I mean... No one really pays attention to someone talking when they're standing. There'll be people that you can... Your ego will get what you need. Right. Because there'll be people close You'll up. find the people. Yes. But when they're standing, even when it went awesome, there's a couple nights where I pause, you know, when you pause and it's just quiet. Yeah. That's it. And it used to freak you out when you're like, why is everyone quiet? No, that's complete control. That's, and then one day you recognize like, oh, I have you. Yeah. That happened a couple of times in the standing, but in, you couldn't do what you can do in a normal room when you feel that, which is like kind of relax mm-hmm. and then really go with them, mm-hmm. take them places. You can never, when it's standing, you can never truly relax. No, 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 no. Because one thing, one dude walking in the crowd wrong. Right. Whole crowd's like, why is a tall guy here? <laughs> and they all say that. Yes. That kind of, yes. <laughs> and you could have them in the palm of your hand, like, this yeah. is the best comedian I've ever seen. Hey, there's a tall guy. It, like every. You know, I, I, I worked for, I was like in ministry for like seven years. I was like kind of my background. And every pastor that I've ever met, especially the, the diva ones, they want to be comedians. But everything that you're saying right now is why they don't. Because preaching is not easy, but it's easier. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I did like, I mean, I was religious in high school. Yeah. Uh and when, I remember, when you see a pastor deliver a joke and then feel it, you're like, I know what you're doing here. Well, I always, yeah, when I see it, because, and, yeah. <laughs> well, when a pastor does it, too, it's like it's it's like they're doing synthetic heroin. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're taking an opioid, and they're not doing actual heroin. 
Do you know what I mean? I mean, like, I know what you mean in theory. That's I do too. <laughs> I'm speaking metaphorically and more of an analogy, if you will. Yeah. Is, is that, yes, they have a built-in audience who's probably going to laugh at them whether the joke is great or not. It's just like not. a wedding. You're so happy they told a joke. It's Yes, instead of being all serious. Yes. That's such a good... And here's the thing, too. I led a Bible study or whatever Yeah. in high school. But you crushed. Oh, without a doubt. But I figured <laughs> out real quick, you could just... I would just flip through the Bible and point at a verse and figured out I could just talk about that verse in mm -hmm. any direction. Any way you want, yeah. For an hour. Yeah. And, and I remember being 17 and realizing that and being like, oh, some of these guys suck. <laughs> some of them. I mean, I still, Erin laughs at me too because she hates me. Erin's your wife, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. No. Uh, she's a comic too. She's a writer. She knows when we first started, she was like, why do you watch, you watch preachers in the, on the TV? And I was like, oh, they fascinate me. I was like, they're some of the best speakers on the planet. Yes. And I was like, and people don't realize what they're doing. Mm -hmm. I was like, but some of them are amazing. I grew up watching. You know what I mean? Of like course, it's, yeah. I'm fascinated by some of the better ones. Uh, some of them are so simple in what they're doing that it makes me mad. Mm -hmm. It's like, how are that many people fooled? Yeah. Uh, it's what it's what we call in comedy hacks. Oh, and well, <laughs> yeah, Erin, when I took her on the road too, that's when the, she was only doing comedy in New York City. I took her on the road a couple of times. She was like, that guy's a hack. How's he doing so well? So well? I was like, well, people don't steal bad material. They steal <laughs> stuff that works. She was like, oh, I never thought of it. You're right. I was like, yeah, that's the reason. But I think what you're saying on a lot of preachers and like their quote unquote success, it's just broad strokes. It's, okay, here's a great... It's Bud Light's new slogan. What's it, the Bud Light's new slogan? You know, uh, for, for the, the many, many not, not the few. Oh, it made me mad when I heard that. Because <laughs> I was like, that is the opposite of what America is supposed to be about. <laughs> Unless you think it's about capitalism. Well, and, yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but that's preachers, and that's a lot of comics, too. Well, it's mostly, yeah, it's they figure out, this works, this is the middle... I remember, I remember when I realized that you know, when you're starting to realize who you are as a human being and a stand-up mm -hmm. and who you want to be or who you thought you wanted to be as a stand-up. Because I remember thinking, because I started young enough, I was like 20, 21 when I first started doing it. Mm -hmm. I was working by 23, 24. That I remember looking at the, if I could headline in the loony bins. Mm -hmm. Perfect. You made it. Just make that much money a week doing yeah. stand-up. That's all I need. Stay in the club slash condo. That's yeah. Stay in the weird one in Wichita that doesn't have windows. Oh, I yeah, I just did a one nighter <laughs> there because I can't play a whole week there anymore. And I was like, I like, I love the guys from Wichita. Like, yeah, they're good the, people. And they're like, just come do one night. And I was like, okay. And I went and I was like, no windows, huh? And they're like, isn't it great? And I was like, no, no. <laughs> it's not great. <laughs> Nobody wants no windows. No, these are adult people. <laughs> This no concept of what time it is or, yeah. But it was like that first, doing that first, it was the second week of that first run and me going like, oh, this isn't the, there's more to this. Yeah. For, for some. For me. For you. Yes. Because for some, I've worked those um, with headliners. That No, and it's perfect. They're so happy doing it. It nails it. 
and it's perfect. They're like, okay, I'm going to Little Rock next week, and then I'm going to OKC the next week, and then I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do it again in three months. And you're like, all right. That's perfect. If you're happy doing that, then yes. live your life. And that was- That's fr- in general. Yes. Comedy and- No, that's it. That's yeah. what I realized, too, was like, oh, even if I was like a corporate person, there would be like, the middle of the road wouldn't do it for me. No, I no. would have to be like, well, let's- How do I get that office? How do I- Whatever it may be. Yeah. Or- I need to be in the field. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I need yeah. to be doing something challenging mentally and physically. You know, like you know right. that kind of that. What did your What did your parents do? Teachers in football. My dad's a football coach and a teacher. Okay. My mom is an English teacher. Okay. Did you uh, play football for your dad then, Connor? I did. Yeah. How was that? Uh, coach dad. Yeah. Dad, high school or what? What level? Uh, he's a high school coach. He just retired. Um. Yeah, I played for him. Football was not my number one. Baseball was my number one. But I was probably, I mean, I was a really good football player. But I didn't want to go any farther. Because mm-hmm. I didn't. It hurts. <laughs> <laughs> you like, football practice sucks. Oh, it's so awful. Just, I remember thinking, like, I, remember, I still remember, like, being, like, the last class of the day. Yeah. Just being like, <laughs> <laughs> Football's in 20 minutes. Dude, I watched, um, I went to, my team's University of Washington. So yeah. I went to school. and uh, They had the Apple Cup a couple weeks ago in Pullman, Washington. Yeah. And it was a snow, Cougs. yeah, against the Cougars. It was a snowy game. And I was like, this is so fun to watch. But then I remembered cold days getting hit. No, it sucks. You're just, remember you look at your arm and it's just all pink. Just and it sucks. stings, and you're like, it's only going to hurt more as it defaws. Yes. This might be broken, but it only stings. I can't And remember. then they're like, hit him again. Like, I don't <laughs> like this. Get up, Nickerson. But like Friday night is great. The sure, fo- yeah. Football the... game. There is nothing like a Friday night football no, game. No. Nobody that... comes to the baseball games. No. <laughs> God, no. And they're not as, I mean, they are funner to play in. But like baseball practice was fun. That's how I decided to play what I was going to play in college. I was like. Oh, so you did play in college. I played baseball for a couple years in college. Where at? Uh, Vol State, Volunteer State Community College in Gallatin, Tennessee. We were the number one ranked uh, baseball team in junior college. There you go. Are you still close to, you said your dad's dope. Are you still close with the parents? Yeah. Yeah? I mean, yeah. My dad, my dad and I are pretty tight. My mom and I Did they grow up, did you, you went, they took you to church then growing up. My and, mom did. My dad never really went to church. Oh, much. that's interesting. Yeah. Is that still, or did mom be like, okay, I'm out too? My mom's out too. Yeah. So yeah. The Wayne Davis I think, and she even said it as we got older, that somewhere along the line, the message really started, what they started preaching about bothered her. Mm. And she was like, I wanted the community for my children in that base, for like a better term, like just like, good foundation mm-hmm. which i've and i'm gonna talk about a little bit in the special i was mad at religion for a long time like mad at it mm-hmm. because you know like drugs they lie like authority figures lie to you about what it is and what it's for and like anything else they it can be hijacked for other purposes so i was mad at anyone that was religious i just you know like like a lot of People are like, oh, idiots, they believe in that, you know, right. and all that. That one day it just occurred to me, it's not the people, it's, they want to believe in good, 
Mm. They want to practice good. Their thing has been hijacked. Mm. And it's not necessarily their fault per se. And there's still a lot of good people that believe these things. So I'm not mad at those, mad at religion anymore. It's it's usually human beings that do it. Mm-hmm. They f*** it up. Like even the Republican Party. Like that's why I've never been like, I lean to the left because you have to at this point. <laughs> and I will always lean to the left. I mean, even growing up, I thought I was very much in the middle because the left wasn't that far crazy, you know? Mm. I mean, or the right wasn't that crazy as far as, like, for social issues and things like that when we were growing up. Right. That's been a shift in the last 15 years where it was like, well, I have to be the left because I think all humans are created equal. Right. Which is this weird... And that's when it becomes clear, like, oh, there's no choice here. Hmm. Between this is the illusion of choice. Mm. We don't have real choice. Right. Because you got Christians on the right saying some mean, crazy stuff. And then people on the left, I mean, it's just like, it's just been hijacked. Yeah, both sides. Yeah, both sides have been hijacked. I was actually, I was, I was listening to your set, and, and I said this during my set, an idea that I've kind of been playing around with. And, and, you know, more and more, like, I'm less interested in what people believe and more interested in why they believe it. Oh, yeah. And and so much of that has to do with context of where you were raised, how were you raised, so your family dynamics. And and I the joke that I do around it is, you know, you, I, I just try and be, it helps me be patient with people that have personalities I don't like. Yeah. Like, I, like every time I walk by a kid in first class, like a child in first class, I was like, whoa, whoa. Everyone will hate him when he grows up. You know, like they're just, but that it's the not same. His fault, though. It's not his fault. You know, you're just trying to understand. Uh, like Ron Funches says, like I want my son to have a drug problem in his twenties because that means that he has grown up like a rich dude. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I mean, he means it jokingly, yeah. but he's also it's a perspective thing. Yeah. You're like, no, that's a, it's like yeah. uptown problems. Totally. But the anger that you see on both sides, that same idea, I'm just trying to empathetically understand it. Where does this come from? You know, like, the, I, I thought the... Well, the, have you ever heard of horseshoe theory? Mm-mm. It's fascinating. And I'm probably going to f*** it up. Yeah, but it's in essence, it is... And someone pointed out to me, because I was pointing it out in a different way, and they're like, well, that's very close to horseshoe theory. And I was like, oh, so someone's already thought of it and it's a theory. Okay. <laughs> and way to be a real tool and bring that up. Yes, uh, but they didn't do it in a mean way. That yeah. say they said they oh, were like, you're getting very to close. horseshoe theory. And I was yeah. like, oh, then it is exactly horseshoe theory. <laughs> I just didn't know it was a name and whatever. But it's that, you know, the far left and far right come around so far that they're almost touching. Oh, interesting. Because, like, if you think about it, at this point, the far left and the far right are both fundamentally doing the same thing, where they're telling other people they can and can't say stuff, mm-hmm. telling them what they can say, what they can't say, yeah, how to live, how they shouldn't live. I'm so angry, too. Both sides. Yeah. And neither of you believe in science at this point. <laughs> that part is insane to me. Y'all don't believe in climate change. Y'all don't believe in gender anymore. This is insane. <laughs> It's insane. Both sides. You've, you're, both sides are done with science. Where I'm not saying that there's no such thing as transgender. I'm just saying yeah. there, but there is gender. I can't, I can't, I can't stand the extremes even amongst my Christian friends 
on how they handled Trump and that it's one of two extremes, which is a Trump is one of the seven trumpets of revelation and the mark that Jesus is going to return soon and bring God's kingdom to the earth or B he's the antichrist. Like, and there's no middle ground. There's no middle ground, which is, there's no actual answer. (laughs) (laughs) There's no middle ground that goes, Hey, he's a guy who used to do this and now he's a president and like no objective look at it, which is like, Hey, I don't like that, but he supported that. So I'm here. But this is bad. And like, just, just have a a normal conversation. Don't deal in the far extremes, but that's humanity. Well, yeah, uh, I think social media, uh, feeds into that too. Well, I've just like, I, you don't, nobody, nobody's moderate take is getting a lot of likes. Well, I was going to like, one of the things I got to work with Sasha Baron Cohen on that last his last show, Who Is America? Mm-hmm. And it was one of the cooler experiences of my life. I spent two weeks working on the Billy the Dr. Billy Wayne Roddick character. But one night we were talking, we were coming back from I spent time with him. We'd be in this van because I played his son, so we'd have to get out of places together. Right. So we got to talk you know, quite a bit for the couple weeks. And one night we were just talking about like, like how people react to stuff. Mm. And he, he said it and the way he said it was so matter of fact, and it made sense to me. He was like, human beings like extremes and they go to the extreme first. Mm. And then some of them, the smarter ones will back out to the middle, you know, to whatever the logical answer is. He was like, most of them don't. Hmm. Most of them need to stay in these two. They just live on the two ends of the spectrum. Black or white, good or evil. And you, and like he said, like most intelligent people, and he didn't say it, but yeah. it was what he implied. was like most intelligent people realize that all of it's gray. Hmm. It's very rare is it clearly one or the other. Yeah. Like you're saying. Yeah. That's the thing it helps it helps me too. Like I, I realize as I get older I lean Buddhist more than anything mm-hmm. because it helps me be calm. Mm. Because it is that like I said in my act, it takes all kinds kind of thing. Right. Where it's like, oh, we need good versus yeah. evil. We need this stuff so you do experience all these things. Yeah, I was listening to your act and, and even some of the conversations and a lot of what you know like you said, there was a period of where, you know, you're you're hating everyone who is religious, but it seems like there's more, even in the words you're saying now, like, I think a cynicism, maybe cynicism is two words. I think a skepticism towards religion is okay. And, and I would say it's very healthy. And I would put that not just on church, but on any. Well, I think even... I don't even think religion, I think being skeptical of people's intentions. Yes. Like, I practice kundalini yoga, mm-hmm. which is not like, a, it's it's more of a meditation yoga than it is a stretching. And I love it. Uh, I haven't practiced in a while. I'm starting again soon uh, to get back into it. But it helps me. It gives me certain tools and stuff that I can use. And I realized that really quick, what it was for me. Uh, I was like, oh, I can apply this to a lot of what I do in my life. And then I noticed 
you know, people bring these, like a fluffy blanket or they've got crystals they wear. And then I was like, that's when I started noticing, like, oh, for me, all I need is this mat and this person teaching us how to do these things. Mm. And these are the gifts for me. But everyone else brings their own horse into it. Yeah. You know, like I went to sure. this, 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 I went to one, uh, it was uh, on New Year's Eve. I went and we meditated through the New Year, which was a really cool thing to do. But there's like people with like triangles on their head and mm-hmm. like crystals hanging off. And I was like, oh, this is just like any other religion. Yeah. And it made me laugh. And Aaron was like, what's so funny? I was like, it's just human beings. It's it doesn't matter what you're te- trying to teach. You're trying to give them the secret to like it's all within you. Yes, which is like most religions. It's like hey, it's in here, and even this one where they're teaching you, it's just your body is all you need in your mind. And people are still like, but I also need this triangle. <laughs> but I, but hat I brought crystal. my props. Yes. <laughs> how does that? How does? Uh, I don't. We can land here. You know, processing all this and stuff changing evolving or adding more uncertainty and panic to the fact that you're about to have a kid i already have one okay so i have another kid so how old's your current kid he's nine he's nine okay uh so but you get the pregnant wife yeah uh so he's nine do does he stay with you you live with him how often you see half and half half and half sunday through wednesdays with me wednesday through saturdays with okay yeah so nine and then when's the new one being born february february Oh, she's real pregnant right yeah. now. That's we're in the home stretch. Yeah. No. So the um, is for your previous wife, the nine year old. Yes. Not the current wife. Yes. <laughs> I'm married, but I got my yes. ex wife pregnant. Ex, just for old. Current. <laughs> yeah. And I will not have a future. Yeah. So do you alternate road work work when you have him, or how does that work? Or, or do you? We, that's what we do. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, I have him. Oh, there you go. And then Wednesday. Thursday, Friday, Saturdays. Yeah, that works out nicely so, on your community. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. and who wants to stick around and do the Sunday show, anyways? Like, the, Lori Kilmartin and I were just having that conversation. She was like, "Do you do Sunday shows?" I was like, "I mean, why? Unless you're a draw, yeah, and it's sold out. Like, who's it for? Let the local feature headline." She's like, "Yes, I just did one. It was the worst thing." <laughs> I was like, "I was like, I used to like it when I was like a feature act." Yeah, because it's like it's another payday, whatever. I'm yeah, yeah, you ain't got a life. You ain't trying to. You know what I mean? <laughs> trying to get better. Yeah, you're just like yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're like, yeah, we'll do and another half an hour, and I get another place to stay for one more night. <laughs> this is perfect. Yeah, yeah, I don't have to go back to that <laughs> hole I live in. <laughs> yes, yeah, but then as a yeah, there's How- a certain point you're like, this is doing nothing for nobody. How's the how's the co-parenting thing going? That's always it's just. It's two people that didn't get along. Still not getting along? It's or... not as bad. Okay. But it's never great. I mean, I'm, I've seen it be pretty great, but then I'm not complaining. Like, we're very cordial with each other. Mm-hmm. We're probably never going to be best friends. You know what I mean? But sure. we've got a great son that we're co-parenting to. Yeah. If you were going to be best friends, you probably stayed married. Yeah, we, they would have really worked out a lot better. <laughs> 
Thanks for tuning in, everybody. If you have not done so already, please rate and subscribe. Follow us on all the social medias and share with all of your friends. Also, if you want to shoot us a note, uh, you can email us at don'tmakemecomebacktheir at gmail.com. Also, if you enjoyed this episode and you have not done so already, please go back and listen to all the episodes we've done before. Thanks so much, everybody.